teenage mutant ninja turtle movie is number one at the box office already grossing a cool green 20 million dollars in only one weekend on the screen amazing isn't it and the star of the movie is from san jose new center for janine yeomans puts the karate champ in the spotlight the teenage mutant ninja turtles are back in turtles 2 the secret of the ooze that's ooze for the turtles and oz for a new human star of the movie ernie reyes jr of san jose in the role of the hot-headed pizza delivery boy Ernie Reyes Jr. grew up with action. His father, Ernie Reyes Sr., is a Hall of Fame karate champ who owns a string of West Coast karate schools. Young Reyes started in karate at age four. By age eight, he was a national champion competing against adults. By 12, he started in the movies. Now he has numerous film and TV credits under his black belt. Attention! When he's not filming, Reyes often returns home to San Jose to work with young students at his father's schools. with your kids or your conservative grandma maybe don't because we swear or you can check us out on youtube because hey that's no place for conservative old women or children fuck yeah Would you describe yours as an ninja tribal, your Eureka list? Like you, you have, you kind of have to be as much as it as it can be. Like I, I more so call it hackball, because I'm 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 hacking the text on them to make them ninjas. Hackball, because <laughs> there's only eight ninjas. Script, script kitty. <laughs> yeah, script kitty. Like I'm forcing other cards to become ninja, but yeah, because you need them to be ninjas. Exactly. Okay. Well, I don't know, Verena. Like she likes zombies. But mine, I really wasn't focused on that too much. Well, I, I had to be enough to get her ability to go. So, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you with mine first. So, Verena the Lich Queen, or just Verena Lich Queen, is one, a white, a blue, and a black for legendary creature zombie wizard, Arthas's girlfriend. Um, whenever you attack with one or more zombies, draw that many cards, then discard that many cards, you may gain that, or you gain that much life. Uh, then she has an activated ability is to exile two cards from your graveyard, create a tapped 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token. She's a 4-4. Four, four. So 
every time you swing with zombies, you're kind of like churning through your deck, drawing, discarding, <laughs> drawing, discarding is kind of what the message is with her. So rather than, I think first off, like you're thinking like, well, let's just get as many zombies as we can. Can, can I just point something out? What? Much, much how we pointed out this last week that I'm really bad at hyping up uh, a combo. Uh-huh. We're really bad at hyping up the fact that we have a guest here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we do. Hey. Hey, AP. Hey, hey. I mean, I'm just getting into this shit. Let's, let's go. Andy, Andy been, is know. not the kind of guy that's into foreplay. <laughs> just right. AP, are you ready to fuck, dude? I'm ready to fuck. I fucked before. <laughs> I mean, we did Chainer. I've gotten that feedback. Just not before. not on YouTube have have <laughs> I have I fucked yet. <laughs> okay, on to Verena. Okay, anyway, so we're we just we cuddle for a bit. I mean, you know, I don't know, like Star Looking Tr- busy, dude. Star Looks- Trek Voyager is gonna be on. I gotta like get this done. <laughs> Give me some butterfly kisses, man. <laughs> Give me some butterfly kisses. <laughs> All right, sorry, God. <laughs> you know, sorry. This is why you know we're never gonna be able to do product placement with our podcast. I'm like, yeah, there's these people, whatever. Let's fucking, <laughs> you know, just like obviously over. Like yeah. get it's just not working. Yeah, it's yeah. Just not, oh fuck, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so the direction I decided to take with Verena, um, what I wanted to do was abuse the fact that you're drawing and discarding, rather than trying to go very wide with the with the zombies. Because I feel like the wider you go, the more likely you are going to call out a board wipe because you have to attack and then you're losing that ability. Yes. So I'm trying to kind of keep it in the mid middle of things, but now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have included some kind of sack outlet to pay it off. If I could get it always include a sack outlet. I know dude. I just, I didn't, but yeah, if it was going to be any changes, um, that's what I'd kind of go for. So discard, I kind of borrowed a lot from the Zur astral slide thing. Um, you could put something like that in there, like for cycling, but I wasn't really looking for that. I looked for cards that said, if you cycle or discard a card. Yeah. So one that sticks out is the, the one that should kind of float to the top when you're thinking about discard is the Archfiend of if of Ifnir. Ooh. It's three, a black and a black for a creature demon flying whenever you cycle or discard. So there's the keyword. Um, another card put in, put a negative one, one counter on each creature, your opponent's control. You could cycle him too. Just pay two and discard him. Draw okay. A card. So if we've got two zombies in Verena out and this guy, we're just going to subtract three from everybody. You can just put three negative one encounters on all your opponent's creatures. That's, that's just for brutal. just for attacking. Yeah. So if you drop him and you've already kind of set up with the zombies, it it it, it that's it. We're done. Like a yeah, lot it's of a, it. It's yeah, asymmetrical like too, right? Like it it says opponents. Yes, it like is it's opponents. only opponents. Yeah. So okay, it's yeah. it's symmetric. Yeah. Or, or asymmetric. Yeah. You you now control the board. Yeah. Um the other discard. So I'm just kind of going over the why would I want why would we want to focus on discard piece? Um there's two enchantments that came out of Amunket. One is every time you discard a card, you can pay one. It's called the Drake Haven. It's two and a blue. Um to get a Drake token. I didn't include that one because I don't know. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I probably should have. Because I put this other one in because I wanted to see how it <laughs> went. But really, you should probably do this one. So there, you could do that one or this. It's two It's two and a white. Whenever a player discards a card from his or her hand, you may pay one white if you do create a 1-1 uh, one, one white spirit creature token with flying into play. So I really would probably just do the Drake Haven over this one. Okay. Depending on how where you're landing with your colors. If you're yeah. doing like a lot of blue 
and or if white's like your primary, then yeah, you could you could end up with this one because you're more likely to create more sense. Yeah, I don't know, but they're two twos versus one ones. Like they're just objectively worse. They do double the damage. This sure. One. Um, another one that that's kind of focused on discard, kind of is the black version of this card. It's called Faith of the Devoted. So in my experience, this one kind of pulls a lot of the the table's focus. Because I have a Zura cycling deck. This is one of my targets. Right. So it's two and a black. Whenever you cycle or discard a card, you may pay one. If you do, each opponent loses two life, and you gain two life. So in the same example, um, you need to hold the mana up, but you basically can drain the table for six, and you would gain six. So it's that's, not you don't a, gain that much. You gain two, they lose two. But it, it equates out to six. But yeah, I mean that's a big swing with Verena, for sure. Yeah, it's only three creatures. It's her and two zombies. Right. So the table's getting pulled for for six, you're yeah. gaining six. Um, but yeah, you can definitely go wider with that. So this this kind of idea. Okay. Discarding, you gain you gain advantage from yourself discarding. Um the other side of it is to try to take advantage of the card draw triggers. So the the two that stick out is words of waste and words of words of wind. So the same idea. Instead of the discard side of it, when you draw the card, because remember her card says draw, then yeah. discard. Uh, words of waste is two and a black. The next time you would draw a card, you can pay one, um, and each opponent discards a card from his or her hand. So it's one of my favorite cards. Is it for 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 doing this type of a thing? I like see I, it as card advantage. It you is. don't draw, but your opponents discard. So you have three cards getting removed. Yeah, from rather it. than you drawing one, you're making people's hands. All of your opponents lose one. Like that's that is advantage. Yeah, it, is, it might not feel as good immediately because you're not like looking at all the cards. But yeah, if you look at the table, new. these guys have five cards against your whatever. Yeah, but yeah. in the same example, Verena, two zombies, and three mana. Everyone's discarding three cards. Oh yeah. And you're not drawing any. I mean, you don't need to do it. You can try to stack it where you're drawing two, they're discarding whatever, I guess. It has a really nice synergy with her because it's it's kind of an if-then with Verena, right? Like, you draw the three cards and then, or draw the cards, then discard, right? Like, yeah. So it's not, it's just kind of replaced, right? Yeah. Uh, Words of Wind is the same idea, two and a blue. Uh, the activation this time says each each player returns a permanent he or she controls to um, its owner's hand. So you basically send off a bounce. I don't know about the effectiveness of this one because you would need to combo with it. You have to have something that you want to be coming in and out of play. It's yeah. the thing that you keep choosing to have returned to your hand. So like a Baleful Strix or something easy. Uh, I think there's an enchantment. I think it's that one that exiles somebody's hand and they draw that many cards. This, oh, that they combos, induced amnesia? I think that combos with this one. Because I was trying to think of that combo last when you talked yeah, well, about it was, last you, episode. It was kind of like and I'm still drawing your brain a I'm still drawing a blank about it. I swear we talked about it somewhere. <laughs> uh, there's the white version of this card. I didn't include it, but you could if you really like having your life. Because uh, you do gain life from her attack, but this would be two and a white the next time you would draw a card. Uh, this turn, instead, you gain five life instead. So in this example, you would gain 18 life. So three from the two, three zombies attacking... And then if you have the three mana up and you cancel the draw, mm. then you would gain 18 life from three creatures attack. That's uh, it's pretty, it's it's not pretty, bad. It's not bad, yeah, Especially right? if, you know, you can weaponize that life too, being in black too. Just dump it in. Oh, it, yeah. You know, so it's not let's, bad. Let's, let's, let's put some hatred in the deck, right? Yeah. 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 I, I probably would put that in instead of the words of wind unless I can figure out that. Con I, I cannot fucking remember what you do with the damn thing. There is a way to combo pretty hard with that with that words of wind card. Yeah. Quickly. 
So yeah, those are kind of the, the discard draw targets. Um, to kind of make the draw a little crazier, I included the Alhamrit's Archive, so it's five mana. If you would gain life, you gain twice that much instead, so that's good yeah. for the attack. Cool. If you would draw a card, you draw... Uh, uh, the Except the first one you draw for e for your draw step, you draw two cards instead. So you're drawing two, discarding one, gaining two. Is it... So what's the language on her? Does it say then discard that many? Yes. So... I think it says... So would that get around Alhamrit's yes. Archive? No, it wouldn't. It okay. says if you draw one or more, draw that many cards, then if you d uh, then discard that many cards. So maybe it does attach to that. Hmm. Whatever. You're seeing more of the deck. But yeah, you're getting more of your deck. And gaining twice hand. the life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the package that, that circles around discard. Um, I included Shadow of the Grave in there to see if... You, if you have one of those really big pulls, like let's say you have a really, really big uh, swing with zombies, you sure. can pull them all back. So it's one in a black. It says instant. Return to your hand all cards that you discard, that all cards in your graveyard that you cycled or discarded this turn. Fuck. Yeah, so everything that you threw out, you just throw, pull back. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah, I like yeah. that a ton. I liked it with my Zur Astral Slide list. I find like I hold it a lot. Like I'm always waiting to like <laughs> do some for a big really push. good juicy yeah. moment. But it can get pretty nutty when you've canceled the cost of cycling with the, um, yeah, the artifact that basically wipes out their their the, casting the, cost or their cycling the heart cost. Heartstone, and then is it training grounds or whatever? I'm no, there's one that says cycling cost costs two less. Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's some artifact. It's like okay, specific two. Yeah, it's a huge keystone to the deck. Okay. Um. So yeah. That's that's kind of that idea. But then again, like we do have to kind of focus on the zombies. Sure. So let me talk about that. So there's Graph Harvest. It's one black enchantment. Zombies you control have menace. So since you're attacking with them, I wanted to make it difficult for your opponents to block. At least because, yeah, they are they are part of the, the, the engine. The yeah, discard like you, and you, you, churn you engine. You need to preserve them a little bit for your uses. Right. To supplement that idea, again, you have Reconnaissance. It's one white, and then you can pay zero, move target, attacking creature you control from combat, untap it. So you can attack with them and just pull them back if it's disfavored, like yeah. if you're going to be blocked. And I've then been a fan way. of that card lately. Or maybe I think for it a worked, while. I think it worked for Kestia because it's on attack, you draw, yeah. and this chick, it's on attack, you draw, discard. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think if you're in white and it's an attack trigger instead of combat, it's like... Yeah, may not? as well, right? It's one mana, too. It's not a huge investment. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so these kind of help the zombies attack um, say, safer. Uh, the other thing I would say is the Death Baron is one of the lords that I was interested in because now they have Death Touch. So unless they really de don't value their creatures, I feel like this one is probably the better lord. And you can help your skeletons too, right? With that one? Yeah. That, yeah, it does. <laughs> Stay tuned for that skeleton tribal list. Yeah. You, are you telling me you don't have reassembling skeleton in this I deck? don't have it. Holy shit. Death Baron, yeah, it's one, a black, and a black. Skeleton creatures you control, and I guess if you care who gives a shit, zombie creatures you control, get plus one, plus one, and have death touch. It's a two, two. Yeah, so that one's... Skeleton tribal. Yeah, kind of the other... The other... So the lords I included was that one, and then the Cemetery Reaper, one, a black, and a black. Other zombie creatures you control get plus one, plus one. But the reason I put it in there is that you can exile a creature card from a graveyard and put a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token uh, into the battlefield. So it's a little bit of graveyard hate for you. Yeah. What are my other ones? Oh, yeah, the Diagraph Captain. It's one, a blue, and a black. It itself has death touch, but then it says other creatures, zombie creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And then whenever a zombie you control dies, target player loses one life. So, so you can... 
punish the guy who's going to board wipe oh, you. Yeah, you, I like that you, a ton. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna warp my, wipe my board, huh, buddy? It's, it's something that I think Red does a, really well because it has like the stalking vengeance and what is it called? The uh, vicious shadows. They don't kill my board because it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like those. Kind of I like those like pick your poison kind of scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a rattlesnake type, type yeah, effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then adding to that, the Lord of the Accursed is the other another lord. It's two and a black. Other zombies you get, uh, other zombies you control get plus one plus one. But then it can be you can pay one in black and tap it. All zombies gain menace until end of turn. So it's kind of adding to that yeah. idea that let's make it difficult for them to block because we're gonna have to go sideways. Um, I don't say this guy's a lord. It's more of another one of those. Hey, don't board wipe. Three a black and a black for a noxious ghoul. Whenever Noxious Ghoul or another zombie enters the battlefield, or sorry, wrong one, but it says whenever Noxious Ghoul or another zombie enters the battlefield, all non-zombie creatures get negative one, negative one until end of turn. So this is kind of the if near side of things. Yeah. Um, Is this guy? There's one guy that if they die, yeah, it's a Vengeful Dead. Sorry, I got that one confused. (laughs) So it's three and a black. Whenever Vengeful Dead or another zombie is put into a graveyard from place, so not even yours, uh, each opponent loses one life. Oh, and that's each in that case yeah, too. It's not just zom- target; it's yeah. each. It's any zombie. Yeah, that one this could, that one could get going. Yeah, pretty heavily. Like that, that would hurt. So those are kind of like the lords and the deterrents. So don't. And the, oh yeah, there's one more: the plague belcher. It's two and a two and a black menace. When plague belcher enters the battlefield, you put two negative one one counters on target creature you control. So it kind of hurts another creature. Yeah, you can put it on it, which would make it a three. Uh, a three two, okay. But this is yeah. Whenever another zombie you control dies, each opponent loses one life. So uh, I'm very big on trying to keep your board going because yeah. it's it's without it you're not going to be churning your deck. Sure. And getting these like draining triggers, and I think it kind of subordinates a little bit, or at least supplements the faith of the devoted. Because every time I'm discarding, you're losing two life. If the zombies ever go away, we're just kind of going further and further down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Trying to think of anything else zombie related that needs to be talked about. The Diagraph Colossus. It's two and a black. Uh, Diagraph Colossus enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each zombie card in your graveyard. So if you're discarding zombie cards, yes, I don't see this one getting very big, but it says whenever you cast a zombie spell, put a two two black zombie creature token into the battlefield tapped. So it's kind of making more zombies for yeah, you. Yeah, so it kind of supplements your deck a little bit with just more. Yeah, I just figured like if something happened where your lords ended up in the yard or you just had to discard something or I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it, it I don't expect this thing being very big. Um, it's more just whenever you cast a zombie spell, you get a zombie. That's okay. kind of the idea. There's the new Liliana. What is it? The Death's Majesty. She can oh, get fuck. you some I can't zombies. Get track of all the I, think I, I think I have it in mind. Let me see. Crypt Breaker is no, another one for, for a bit of that discard too. So it's black. You can pay one in a black tap, discard a card, uh, put a 2 twos black zombie creature token into the battlefield. So you can use that to piggyback some of the discard things. Okay. But then you can tap three untapped zombies you control, you draw a card, and you lose one life. There's the Crypt, what is it, the Cryptborn Muse. That's another one that's pretty nutty. I figure with the okay. card draw with this, I didn't include it, but it could cancel it off. So that one says you lose life for every zombie you control and draw that many cards. At your, at your upkeep, I think. So you could cancel that out a little bit with as long as you're really going sideways. Sure. With her gain, life gain thing. Um, 
Liliana Untouched by Death. That's is the that one the one that's up. the zombie one? Yeah, that's the M19 one. What does she do? So it's a two, uh, two colorless, two black. It has four loyalty counters on it already. Uh, so plus one. Put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. If at least one of them is a zombie card, each opponent lose, uh, loses two life and you gain two life. So it's a good kind of drain right there. Yeah. Uh, the minus two is something I really like on here too. It's the target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of zombies you, uh, you control. Okay. She can just clip somebody. Yeah, just easy. clip somebody. And then the three is good too. You may cast zombie cards from your graveyard this turn. Oh. Yeah, so she rather doesn't than have using a, Rather than using Verena's exile. What's her, what's her loyalty when she comes in? Four. And what's her alt? So that was her ult. The minus three. You may cast zombies. So you cards can alter the minute she comes oh, out. Oh, so yeah. exactly. It's not one of those. Because that's not like ones. a like broken ultimate. It's just she no. It probably not. needs in the deck then. You probably yeah. want to yeah. acquire her. I have it in if mind. You, it's if you're churning through. But yeah, I I I'm not. I don't know. I wasn't trying to go for zombie tribal. I'm trying to go through. Di I'm trying to take advantage of the discard as yeah, much the as the zombies I can. are there to supplement your a different primary. Yeah, which is the churning of the deck. Um, the vengeful pharaoh. Dude, I remember when I saw this card. It was very when we first started playing. And what, when, what? It was in a core set, right? It was. It was in Korth 12. And okay. this is the thing that was like, because if you look, he's got a Bolas hat on. Yeah, it's, it's actually, like he's like from you can tell Amun it's from Ket, For sure. Oh. They were, they were, they leaked Amonkhet years, like it was, years before they actually did it. There were plans for that for a long time ago, for sure. Yeah, Vengeful Pharaoh, it's two, a black, a black, and a black, so three black. Um, Death Touch, whenever combat damage is dealt to you or a Planeswalker you control, if Vengeful Pharaoh is in your graveyard, destroy that tar a target attacking creature and then put Vengeful Pharaoh back on the top of your library. So he's so it just doesn't go away. He's pretty easy to get in and out of the yard. Um, so he's Plus another, you're happy to discard that one, right? Yeah, so he's kind of leading me into my bridge of things you actually would like to discard. So yeah. he's kind of a good step between zombie help-ish. Yeah. I mean, he's a zombie. Yeah, And sure. then, yeah, things you would like to discard. So number one would be Wonder. Three and a blue, flying, as long as Wonder is in your graveyard and you control an island, creatures you control are flying. Oh, no, well known, shoot, yeah. I had to discard that. Well, oh, man, yeah. I'm so bad. Yeah, yeah. well-known well evasive uh, <laughs> evasion mechanic for Commander. Yeah. Uh, then it's Brother card, Filth, three and a black. Swamp Walk, is if, as long as you control, or as long as Filth is in your graveyard and control a swamp, creatures you control a swamp walk. It's a two, two, but who gives a shit? Yeah, and our meta has <laughs> our meta has a lot of black too. Yeah, so if That's you actually true, I, yeah. I, I, I would bet a lot of metas have a lot of black. Yeah, a lot yeah. of black and a lot of blue. It's well-rounded color for commander. Yeah, and yeah, if you're playing off these precons, like there's the other guy who bought your Esper deck, and then the dude who didn't read anything and bought the Jun deck. Oh, yeah. his research. <laughs> So Glory is also a sister card to this. It's a little more of me being overly cautious about the zombies, but Glory is three, a white, and a white, flying. You can pay two and a white. Creatures you control gain protection from the color of your choice until the end of the turn. Play this ability only if Glory's in your graveyard. So it doesn't have that thing of, I need a... Because the Wonder and Filth need a Swamp or an Island to do their thing. Sure. There's another white card that I think just gives them first strike. You could do that too. Um, is it justice or it's another one of these incarnations that's white yeah i didn't really do that one just say, that with the really death baron would be pretty dope though because they yeah have first strike death touch but oh i i'm kind of leaning on the hey i really can't i really can't have these guys go kind of thing so those guys are really good to be discarding into the into the graveyard and the vengeful pharaoh um the other the other bit in this is like things that 
it doesn't I, I don't know like something simple like dread return it's two a black and a black mm -hmm. return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield but then you can flash it back sacrifice three creatures um you may cast this card from your graveyard um from its splashbell cox and then exile it so if you can just sack three of your tokens to bring back something yeah and you're and you're okay ditching it because it has flashback like yeah you're okay to ditch it yeah or do it on both sides sure. uh, a really great creature to flash back would be elish norn what <laughs> the lord of all lords so yeah. if you're gonna do a lord of any kind of color if if white's in your thing like don't even why even bother <laughs> you know she fuck she just completely she turns them into four fours and now everybody in front of them is subtracted by two like, yeah it's as, just, as, as it's Brad never gonna work it, out the, the blackest card in magic the gathering yeah, yeah. elish norn is the blackest blackest card in magic the gathering <laughs> from under the floorboards it's three uh and two black it says put three um two two black zombie creature tokens into the battlefield tapped and you gain three life but it actually has this madness cost so if it comes off of her trigger um you can pay x and a black so rather than just doing the three you get however much mana you would want to commit to this so if from under the floorboards madness cost was paid instead put x of those tokens into the battlefield tapped and you gain X life. So if you're Ooh. really looking just to dump your mana like you have no other plans, <laughs> then that would be Yeah, so you so you would get her trigger that makes you forces you to draw and discard. Pay the madness cost as you're discarding with yeah, this one. And that's kind of kind of the thought. Um just as bidding, which is really kind of I, I I don't know. I'm just kind of like, how do I keep the tokens coming into play? Yeah. Right? Using her abilities nice and all for like lands and things like that, but with the recursion capability of the deck, I don't know if I'm really interested in spamming it all that much. Okay. But for stuff like this, I would, because it's a source, really. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's two, uh, two and two black. You put two black zombie creature tokens into the into the battlefield. But that cost is reduced down to three for the madness. So it's two and a black. Yeah. So when she attacks, you would discard the card. So if you discard this card, discard it into exile. So it kind of just goes oh, into exile. Oh, okay. And then you would get three of them. Because of her ability. Yeah. Right? No, no, you wouldn't get three. You'd get two. Because you couldn't ex you couldn't hurry up and exile it because it goes into exile. Gotcha. Yeah, same with this other madness one. But I think those are the only two madness ones. I think that's another angle people try to take is let's think about madness. Um Yeah, because it's a cool mechanic that's that's if you can take advantage of it, if it does offer you something, why, yeah. why not? Yeah, I just I don't see it going going to I, those are the only two that I think I liked. There's some other ones. There's like ones that unsummon creatures. Like there's a there's a bunch of madness cards in black blue. Yeah. I think maybe there is some in white. I don't know. But those are the only two that really stuck out. I just wanted more zombies if I'm gonna be doing anything to try to get again the churn going even further. Sure. Um what else? Kindred dominance is kind of an asymmetric board white for this deck. Five a black and a black. Choose a creature type to show all creatures that aren't the chosen type. I would suggest that you choose zombie when you cast it. But Verena herself is a zombie. She would survive this. Merciless Eviction is the obligatory Orzhov board wipe, right? For a white and a black. Choose one, destroy all artifacts, or exile art all artifacts or creatures or enchantments or planeswalkers. So, finally taking advantage of that Orzhov color typing. Finally. Hmm. Um, some other cards that kind of like, I don't even need to talk about would be Anointed Procession. That's in every Verena list. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. It actually makes more sense in Alhamid's archive. But yeah, three and a white. If an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, create twice that many of those or twice that many of those tokens instead. Yeah. 
the white parallel get, lives. I'd probably get these as quick as you can. Oh, it's only going to go up. Like when that came out in Amonkhet, it's, you know, I mean, it was already like a well-needed card, I think, and it's just going to go up. Yeah. Because, I mean, tokening happens all the time in Commander. Yeah. Like. So these are just some of the, kind of, some of the cards that generate tokens. Um, another one would be Liliana's Mastery. So she's three, it's three and two black. Zombies you control get plus one, plus one, but when Liliana's Mastery enters the battlefield, create two black zombie creature tokens. So again, I'm really trying to get the tokens into play. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, I mean, this and a Grave Titan just do the Grave Titan, but it's just right before a Grave Titan. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, there's this one that yeah. really stick, that really kind of is unique to Varina. It's the Necromancer's Covenant. What's so it's pretty expensive. It's six mana. Okay. Three white, black, black. An enchantment. When Necromancer's, Necromancer's Covenant comes into play, remove all creature cards from target player's graveyard from the game. Then put two, then put a two-two black zombie creature token into play for each card removed this way. And then zombies you control have lifelink. You could even just do it for your own yard. Yeah, I was going to say, crazy. Was, yeah. was it, it's, yeah, you could. it's a yeah. target player, so you could do it with yourself, who's probably, you've probably made yourself a nice yard. Yeah, yeah. it's only creatures that get the trigger, so you only exile creatures from the yard. But sure. Yeah, I mean, graveyards. I do like that, because it yeah. could, because usually graveyard hate, like sometimes it's meta-specific, spe- like if you use that on a karate, you're like, Hell yeah, <laughs> but I, I Goodbye, like that because you actually frog. you actually Goodbye. don't you actually don't need to target someone that needs their yard. You can just your yard's probably pretty plentiful by the time you yeah. get that off. The life link is nice yeah. too. Oh but yeah, it's kind of expensive, but hey, I mean, graveyards are out of control lately. At least in my experience, like they're they yeah. I don't think it, I think it's one of those graveyard pieces that's it's not solely for the graveyard hate. You know, like even no. if you get like two mm. or three off of it, they still get the life link because. Nihil spell bombs only for the graveyard hate. Like no one's really doing that for the card draw. Oh, right. Sure, right. Oh yeah. Sure. And <laughs> yeah. So no, I do it for the card draw all the time. Every time. Uh, I just went ahead with Cathar's Crusade too. So three a white and a white. Whenever a creature enters a battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. It's a honestly a win con. Yeah. So I mean, just if you're it, just gonna go. Aggro. I figured like why fuck with the Lord stuff too much when I have like Elish Norn and Cathar's Crusade like. Yeah. You know, I guess you could do. I can never remember the card, the one that gives them all double strike and lifelink. If you're that guy, true conviction, true conviction, you could do that one too. It's pretty color intensive. It just yeah. double the power of your shit. Three like, and why three fucking white. bother? Or uh, a Kruma's Remorial is another one that would just be like, okay, Satan. You know? <laughs> I didn't do these things because I'm. I don't know. I wanted to kind of keep the discard thing going on. I guess I'm just because you haven't it. fully committed to the to the right side. I'm just being a hipster about this list. Let's just be fucking honest. Like I'm like, I'm the folks on draw and discard. Uh, Radiant Destiny. It's two and a black. Ascend as Radiant Destiny enters the battlefield. You choose a creature type. Again, I would suggest that you do zombie skeletons. Uh, fuck. It's not. It's two. It's not time. Creatures you control for the chosen type get a plus one plus one. As long as you have the city's blessing, they also have vigilance. That's pretty hot, right? Yeah. Getting vigilance. Your vigilance zombies. That's weird. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the list. Uh, there was one other one. That I th- there's two other ones that I thought were pretty neat. Uh, there's Planar Birth. Planar Birth? What's that? You give birth, dude. Is there like lots to, of placentia there? Yeah. 
the whole planar lo- level, a whole a whole ocean size. <laughs> it's the whole plane. Yeah. <laughs> so planar birth is one in a white for a sorcery. It says put all basic lands from all graveyards into play under their owner's control. Tapped. Oh. So if you've been aggressively discarding your basics, then they just, just pull them come back. right back in. You know, or you can get a crucible of worlds. But this one's ninety two cents. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the price difference is probably <laughs> yeah, a, for sure. a little it's bit. It's a little. They're, I mean, they're comparable, right? Hey. Ninety two cents versus God only knows what the curse. I wouldn't exactly call it a budget option. Yeah. But. Oversold cemetery. It's one in the black. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have four or more creature cards in your graveyard, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So that vengeful yeah. pharaoh, it's kind of getting annoying now. Yeah. <laughs> You keep discarding it, it's back in your yard, discarding it, it's back in your yard. <laughs> or just, I don't know, anything, really. Even something that you want, back out. Yeah. Uh, the rooftop storm actually is just, I mean, she's four mana if she dies once. This is just kind of like an alternative cost for her. Oh, yeah. So it's five and a, five and a blue. You may, ca- you may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost of zombie creature spells you cast. So it just completely overrides. You may pay zero rather than. Yeah. Uh, it also combos really well with the Gravecrawler and Grimgrin Corpseborn. Combo town time. Yeah, because now Grimgrin can eat the Gravecrawler, go up by one. Gravecrawler goes to the yard, but it doesn't cost anything because the rooftop, yeah, so the rooftop storm's it. canceling it. So you just cast it back, keep doing it. So he becomes infinitely huge. And if you've got Filth or Wonder out, or some way to give him menace or something, like you could just, you know... You probably make infinite mana too, right? If you just sack Verena with an Ashnod. Yeah. Right? It's just zero from the command zone. Also every true. Time. Yeah. I'm wondering if that includes the tax. Does it? I actually have never, it, I've that actually never known that's, because yeah. anytime I've seen Rooftop like, Storm, it's when somebody with Grim Grin is about to go off. Like Yeah. I've but never, that's for the but that's I've for never the seen color. it as a, And a lot of the zombie commanders aren't zombies. Usually either. That's so. yeah. You got <laughs> so I don't know. Center off, like yeah, you have Sadisi, you have yeah, you know, That's a good Scare point. of God. So I actually, I actually have no idea. Let me find out. Uh, yes. Yeah, the it rooftop storm compare. allows you to pay an alternative cost as you cast your zombie. However, mandatory additional costs must still be paid. So no. Oh. So you do have to pay the commander. Cost. Yeah. Totally so the rooftop like storm that. applies to all the lords. The grim grin combo thing. Sure. Um, but now you're casting. You know, Verena for two. Yeah, if you have a way to cast creature, cast zombies from your graveyard using uh, what's her face's ultimate, then yeah, you yeah. Could, if you, you use Liliana, that yeah, you probably want her in the list. Oh, so you yeah. just wouldn't yeah. use her. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be the case because I'm like, I, commander tax is kind of hard. That's to what I was do. wondering. Yeah, I actually like, never had to think about that before. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we've. It's there's very rare, if ever. It's like we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll actually talk about one of those too if the. Eureka list. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one last thing I kind of was going to explain about if anybody sees my list. There's the Wayfarer's Bobble and the Armillary Sphere on my list. I kind of wanted to find stuff that squeezes more value out of her activated ability. So uh, the Burnished Heart and the Solemn Simulacrum, the Armillary Sphere and the Wayfarer's Bobble, they're just stuff that ends up in the yard that you can, that you can, exile to turn into zombies yeah so they serve their purpose by being on the battlefield getting sacked and put into the graveyard and now yeah i'm not thinking fodder like for her for ghost signets and soul rings and stuff like that but like if you can think about stuff to squeeze value out more and more to get a zombie from i think that would be pretty good 
and I'm just kind of trying trying that out. So if I end up having to cut, I think the Armillaries, the Wayfarer Bobble is just a good card for a non-green deck. Sure. You know, but the Armillaries feels kind of kind of put cut pushing it because it doesn't go into battlefield when you sack it. Um, but the Burnish Heart, yeah, that's a good that's a good one. When you when you mentioned that, I was actually excited for that because that's one of the frustrating things to me about Verena's design is that you're exiling the stuff from the yard. Yeah. So it it does make this extra layer in your deck building of choosing stuff like that, that you can get some use out of it before it ends up in the yard. And when it is in the yard, you're fine with exiling it. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with how I think this thing will work on paper specifically just like the really crazy discard pushes. Yeah. So yeah, like that words of waste, everybody's going to be losing all their cards. If you have the mana, I do feel like it could be pretty mana hungry with the one, like those ones, like the faith of the devoted. Uh, yeah. The Drake Haven is another good one to keep producing you more tokens. They'll be Drakes, but whatever. Sure. Good blockers, and then yeah, later on, good attackers. Um, and then yeah, if you drop Elish Norn, now they're four four flyers. So that's fucking scary. Yeah, fuck that angel token, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. I think it'll work. Uh, the other way to take it is definitely just lean harder on the zombie thing. There was like a lot of zombie support stuff I didn't do, like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> It's not really about destroying all the crew. So it's a board wipe that destroys only humans, but then it returns all zombies you control from the battlefield or from the graveyard into play. Oh, so if you've been, if, cause I just, I didn't have if a lot of ditching a lot of stuff in. Yeah. Well, they have to be specifically zombies, but I've got like filth, the glory, the wonder, that weird, you know, sorcery that like dumps the lands back into play. That's yeah. way better than the crucible worlds, things like that. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing that a little harder. So I didn't really, I was thinking like maybe I get two or three, out of that, and it okay. only destroys humans. It's not that great of a board wipe. Okay. It'll kill the, the Riku. You know, I don't know why that's the human I can think of, the human commander I think of. There's a bunch of human commanders, but you get what I mean, right? Yeah. Pretty sick. I'm into it. Yeah, I I, I messed with Verena a little bit too. I think uh I think when I saw her, I saw two opportunities. I saw for one, I've been looking at Scarab God like for fucking ever. So Scarab God's in my list as well. Yeah. So I actually you it's know like I, I made a deck list that was kind of inspired by scarab god and two just like it's you have really expensive tastes and come in so yeah weirdly expensive. more than me dude. yeah yeah like, weirdly expensive taste, yeah, yeah. almond cat comes out oh i don't want to do scarab god it's like a 40 dollar yeah, card like at the 40. time nickel Ixalan's Ixalan's right. Right. it's rotating soon right dude, Kumena, dude, Kumena. I know. <laughs> then then 19 yeah. oh dude nickel bolas i want to do a nickel bolas list is there somebody else <laughs> i don't Eureka. yeah Eureka. yeah, yeah Eureka. it was like an 18 dollar card like. i don't know why dude i think i don't know i'm kind of like a meta slave when i go into stuff i'd say you, you know, recognize like, good cards when you see them but then there's kamena and it's like yeah that wasn't even that good it just looked he's fun. not that amazing I don't, I don't know why dude i think i just align with the general appeal with a lot of shit so <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't have feel. like i haven't formed like a really solid opinion about about maybe this game yet so okay. i kind of just look at the most promising shit <laughs> yeah. yeah we need we need to strip you of your optimism yeah, i think that's what it is i think i'm too easily wooed <laughs> if it by happens this kind one of more stuff. time with i'm not callous with, enough for this game i think if it happens one more time with gilda ravnica i'm gonna laugh it's like <laughs> it dude it seems like 100 percent it will the legend you want no, out of it is always like over will. 20 dollars and you're like i can't justify that that, you know? Yeah, that's actually the second reason I like this deck too. Is actually an opportunity to throw my most expensive shit in one deck. <laughs> like I could have just built Scarab God, but I was like, now I have the Fairy's Protection and you know Crucible World. 
what I don't know. What I liked about Verena is I, I kind of even ignored the zombie stuff. What I like about her is that she's consistent with drawing you cards and the and the condition that draws you the card, she makes herself too. It's like oh, you yeah. need to exile two stuff from your graveyard. She's giving you a way to put stuff in your graveyard and then generating the, the zombie tokens. So I because of that I actually cared more about like how quickly I'm seeing stuff in my deck. Okay. So it's it's kind of like a control reanimator list. Dope. A, a, a lot of a lot of my deck is reactionary, so you know, name your counter spell or your removal. And I'll just kind of sculpt my hand. This is what I need right now. I'm cool to discard and then just exile this for more card draw. And in the meantime, I'm kind of looking so you're for way bombs. more careless with everything that you don't want to reanimate. Yeah. With her exa- ability. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. I get, I have big bombs in the yard. So I'm putting stuff like, I have all three Predators and I have Jinkataxius, Shieldred, and Elish Norn. Because I, I, cause I do like the Archfiend of Ifner, these like asymmetrical that, stuff. That is some expensive taste. Yeah. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but otherwise the the list aligns a lot of handies. I think I think there's stuff that just makes sense in the deck. Like even if I don't care that much about zombies, the the deaths. What is it? The death baron. It's just going to be good no matter what. Oh yeah, because yeah. I have four sure death touch stuff up. Yeah, I like. I did. I'm liking death touch more and more. It's a. It has a, a huge impact on commander games. Yeah, because everyone everybody's, values their creatures. Everybody's so much. creatures are valued. That's something I like. I'm always I'm always like shocked into remembering whenever I play any other format is that, oh yeah, people just kind of like throw their creatures under the bus all the time. But in Commander, people want their creatures. Yeah, they're yeah, there I for think, a very yeah, specific exactly. reason. In Singleton, you looked at their text. You're like, this is specifically something I'll need at some yeah. point in time. Yeah, yeah, pretty hot. Okay, so Eureka finally. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Eureka. Yeah. So, do you guys think we're going to Kamigawa after Ravnica? I, I'm inclined to say I think so, but I also think it was probably one of wasn't it one of their lower performing planes? I in terms of like product sales. Don't quote me on this, but I had read that the first two did really well. It was that last one, the Saviors, that did really poorly. Yeah, I think it was it was like an awkward time for standard too, right? I'm pretty sure, like. The first couple sets before this were just fucking broken, if I remember right. And they oh. had to like tone it down. So people were like quitting standard because the few sets before them were like fucking busted. Yeah. So they kind of toned down Kamigawa. So I have this I have this theory and it's very loose and you know, not scientific at all. <laughs> but I feel like they follow um certain things that people are into. Like what's pop like what's what's really big in popular media so yeah, the things that stuck out to me is when Innistrad came out um there was a lot of like vampire kind of stuff going on you know huh. uh cool, like, yeah i think i think yeah i think yeah <laughs> kind of coming off that for yeah and then i'm trying to think like when I don't know. They're, the way their turnaround on development time, you kind of have to think like a couple, like a year. Well, or yeah, two they're behind. they're they're probably they kind of have a good idea. I I would think about a year and a half to two years in advance of what they're going to be doing. So with Innistrad, that kind of makes a little more sense because the Twilight thing was probably like all the rage when they first like, started. When they, were, when they were rolling it, and yeah. Then it, so I don't know. It's kind of hard to pin down though because it seems like they just kind of follow trendy stuff. So we've got. The Avengers are like in full swing. Yeah, and we and we, and then we get the Gate Watch, right? You know, 
And then they just killed off half the Avengers. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Like, Dude, there's a lot of people celebrating at that theory. So right I'm, yeah, everyone's like, okay, bye, Chandra. It's <laughs> <laughs> half of them, so we, we only lose two. Unless we round up, then we lose three. Let's just have Chandra, Jace, and Gideon. Let's get rid of those. Let's get rid of those. Yeah, dude. We need a They're different so white planeswalker. I, I kind of fucking hate Gideon. Boring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So I'm, but this is my thing is like, is there anything going on with like, like ninja, you know what I mean? Samurai, Edo period type culture right now? Like, is there any, I'm just trying to like observe, is there anything going on like that? Would I don't they know do about that? anything recent. I think we've always been kind of fascinated ago. with it though. I don't know. I just watch super like indie movies. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> Thor, Thor is pretty big right now. It's true. Thor, Thor is pretty big, dude. And everybody's into There's Thor. And we have yet to go to like going a Viking to a Norse type. plane because it is, isn't Saskia kind of like a Norse type yeah. from a Norse type plane? Yeah. So she looks like it. She's fucking. But young. then the ninjutsu thing came out. And I'm like, oh, they know they can't. Because you were even saying like you had to kind of squeeze this a little bit to get the ninja going. Yeah. And not, I mean, yeah. with the ability, it's not that crazy to see returns from it, but you did have to squeeze a little. Well, yeah, and I think did. the other thing, too, is the Commander 2018 was kind of like an appeal to demands, I think. Like, the deck archetypes that they used. Like, they, they defi- there's definitely evidence they follow things that people want or things that are popular, you know? Yeah, like, Is It Artifacts came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, Is It Artifacts, Jund Land, like, there's... Evidence in multiple ways. Okay, you're poking, you're poking holes in my theory. You're poking holes in my theory. Yeah, dude, stop applying logic. I don't know. It just feels like it. I don't know. There's something that seems like whatever's going on a little bit, they kind of lean on a little bit. I don't know. I'm, I am i don't have a lot I of I would be down with it because I, I, I like... Like the level up cards from Rise of Eldrazi, like that was kind of like a nod with the M- it was like that was like during MMO hell like when there was just MMOs for everything <laughs> leveling up was just I mean that's been true to every video game that's not unique to MMOs but sure you know like that was one time um I would be down for it I mean I, it makes sense I mean yeah. these content creators the one that kind of throws like me off digesting is all this shit where was that too. When, where was Ixalan when they were Jurassic out World the- oh yeah yeah oh yeah right and yeah, Monster th- Hunter and Monster and Monster Hunter, Hunter. yeah World. there's I actually joked about that I'm like, let's go to fucking Ixalan, dude. <laughs> but it didn't come out for like a year on PC, so I actually never played you that. Just, it, yeah, it missed its window. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ninja. Let's do it. Let's do your Ninja shit. Yeah, I'm excited. This is probably the deck that I wanted since I saw Magic the Gathering when I was like 13. I was like, I want fucking You wanted a mirror that wasn't mill, too. Yeah, so yeah, that's it kind another of, thing. So I jumped on it as soon as I thought. And yeah, here's the expensive tasting we're talking about. It's 23 bucks right now. Oh, is it seriously? <laughs> is it it's already yeah. gone up like just in a couple yeah. weeks. It's half like, the cost. So the as of today, in. right, as of time of recording, it's it's $23. So it's over half the MSRP for Fuck. subjective reality. <laughs> I actually did buy that deck, even though we said don't buy product. <laughs> I just what? I bought it. I mean, Andy, I, I've been true <laughs> to you. You bought what? one of the pre-cons, man? <laughs> I did it because I, I just don't have a lot of cards. Yeah, let me read it off. So, Yuriko the Tiger's Shadow. Uh, it's a one in Demir, uh, legendary human ninja. So, it's a one three, and it has Commander Ninjutsu. What the fuck is Commander Ninjutsu? What? So, it's, it's, you know, if, if you've ever heard of Ninjutsu, it's specifically from the command zone. But Commander Ninjutsu for Demir. Uh, if you pay Demir, return an unblocked attacker you control to hand. Put this card onto the battlefield, battlefield from your hand. 
or the or the command zone tapped and attacking. So it's kind of like a ninja, just like last second, it just kind of swaps they jutsu out. Jutsu in, it turns out it wasn't a log after all. It was Naruto the yeah. entire time, yeah. the whole time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and her her second line of text: Whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost. That's where the fucking honey is. Yeah, for and that's sure. where the the show starts. So I like I like her. <laughs> I like her a lot for um, for the commander for ninjas because if you look at all of the other ninjas, they only care about the specific instance, and it's usually like fucking expensive. Oh like yeah, it's, so it's, give us like an example. Yeah, so Silent Blade Oni it itself is three and uh, two blue, two black. God, that's so like a so seven guild master right there. Exactly, <laughs> and then with the ninjutsu, you know, apparently they're doing you a favor by letting you pay just. Four colorless and Demir. <laughs> so six. <laughs> Jesus. So six for for the same con. So so that's what I mean. It's like you're paying six for all after all the setup you already did just to get an attacker through. True. So it feels awkward. Because you had to kind of like preload that, right? You had to have a creature exactly. that was less likely to be blocked. Exactly. And then and then the payoff is this: whenever Silent Blade Oni deals combat damage to a player, look at that player's hand. You may cast a non-land card in it without paying that card's mana cost. Uh, to six five, so the payout could be high. It's cool. It's yeah, just, I mean, like the the payoff has to be good in this kind of in this kind of a case, right? Because that's a lot yeah. of mana investment exactly. to make this happen. But but what I don't like about why why I feel like ninjutsu is pretty clunky, besides Yuriko, is that after that instance happens, you're just kind of fucking sitting there. <laughs> you know what I mean? We kind of talked about it's like you know it's like role playing the rogue architect. Yeah. yeah, you dropped out of stealth, and you know you're, that was your whole thing. Like you did your kidney shot, you got all your damage and your crits, and now you're just kind of sitting there. <laughs> your kidney shot. <laughs> so, the deck is designed. Um, the deck is designed a little different than I've kind of done decks, to where I cared more about the curve than I usually do. What I mean by that is I I usually care about as fast as I can, just draw a bunch of cards, just battle cruise my way into, you know, all this rampant man and start dropping big bombs. Okay. Where Eureka, there's a very specific, like, this happens turn one, this happens turn two, and then this happens turn three. What are those things? So let me, let me break it down. So turn one, is it's kind of obvious. Let me just give you an example of what's in here. So Triton Shorestalker, it's a blue. Triton Shorestalker can't be blocked. 1-1 one, one Merfolk Rogue. So turn one is, this is the guy that's going through no matter what. <laughs> like I don't care what's happening or like Invisible Stalker it's a hexproof uh, unblockable 1-1 one, one. and I think that's one in a blue so turn one is all about just getting me set up so to you're connect really, really 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 wanting to make sure you get through with, with e- that exactly okay. so yeah. something has to connect and then turn two is obviously Eureka okay right yeah. so it's always like that I, I have this thing flooded with I think there's if I look at just my converted mana cost count I have I have 10 one CMC cards that, that are effective reprints. Damn. Yeah, so like no matter what, turn one, I'm drawing into a vehicle. Yeah, a like vehicle. You're, you're keeping it low to the ground for exactly. sure. Exactly. Huh. So, so that's what I mean. And then Eureka turn two. Turn three is what's, what's kind of awkward and where a lot of like... Well, because that turn one's back in your hand now. Cause exactly. Because Eureka'd it. Exactly. And then Eureka's just sitting there. Yeah, the mechanic and that's what is I was really, talking about. really demanding, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. It requires a lot of setup. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about how I got around that. 
Uh, but this is kind of what's been puzzling people too. I think I think there's even a Reddit thread like, "What are you guys doing turn three for Eureka?" Like specifically, <laughs> it said in the title, like, "What are you guys doing for that third turn?" Uh, Chrome Lantern. So <laughs> that's one. So more ramp just to kind of continue going on. Uh, a lot of my thought process was getting them, getting these ninjas that are already out either back in my hand or through. So okay. I'm either giving it evasion with things like. Biden of Thassa. When, uh, it's a legendary enchantment artifact. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Uh, you can play uh, colorless and a blue. Creatures your opponents control attack this turn to Fable. Oh, sorry. That's actually a different one. So it'd actually be more evasion like Whisper Sick Silk Cloak. Yeah. So equipment, uh, equip creature is unblockable. Equip creature has shroud. Um, pay two for the equip cost. Okay. So it's a lot of that. Just getting the ninjas that are already out, some, some different vehicles, some other forms of evasion yeah mm. um or ways to get it back in my hand so you can use sack outlets for yuriko because she actually doesn't care no matter what how many times she dies you're paying the commander ninjutsu cost so <laughs> like, i was inactivated yeah yeah like no matter what i am trying to get her back in my hand i even have something called equilibrium um it's a colorless and two blue enchantment uh, whenever you successfully cast a creature spell you may pay one to return target creature to its owner's hand. So you could do that to an opponent. Yes. So oh, so oh. that so that actually becomes, you know, an option to control somebody else's board or get your ninjas back set up where you want them. You want them in your yeah. hand and you want the unblockable so stuff. To on walk through this, you would use this off the unblockable. Yes. Because the ninjutsus wouldn't work with this. Yes. But exactly. the ninjas are the guy you want back in your hand anyway. So exactly. And then now it's now that. it's in the position I want. Or yes. Eureka's back in the command zone. Man, if this had Grixis colors. Oh fuck. That would be fucking sweet. Yeah, because you could do like palace siege, haste. Oh yeah. And more haste. That's that's the other thing. Cause normally these are like choked up turns, like you're stalling every other turn with yeah. these, with bouncing the stuff. So you're needing like boots and greaves in that case, yeah. like to to kind of make it go forward a little faster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. that would the red would actually help a ton because now that I'm thinking about it, as I'm talking about this curve, we actually don't have haste. So, and we'll we'll talk about other than your boots and yeah, other than greaves. the boots, we have some protect. Like I have Teferi's veil in here. Oh, wh yeah. Which which is kind of you know it kind of illustrates how much of a glass cannon this deck really is. <laughs> uh, so let me pull that up. So the fairy's veil, it's an enchantment, one in a blue. Whenever any creature you control attacks, it phases out at the end of combat. Because you're not going to block with these guys anyway. Exactly. You're just going to so, take it. So they'll attack, and then basically they're they're gone until my next, what is it, upkeep? Yeah, pretty much. Next, yeah. So yeah, no one, the only way you can interact with my board state is at instant speed. So this is a, <laughs> So this is a good way around board wipes. Or engage in player destruction. Yeah, or just fucking kill them. <laughs> kill them. Because <laughs> the best control magic is just to fucking kill them. <laughs> um, yeah. There's no blacker magic, magic philosophy than 101. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's essentially kind of the curves I'm talking about. You just want to get Eureka as soon as possible. And then you want some way to either get ninjas back in your hand or get them through so they're not useless when they're just sitting there. Cause it's, cause it's going to be, no one's going to not block, you know, silent blade Oni when she's out or, or Eureka. Yeah, sure. They're going to do what they can to block them. Yeah, do they like, need to hit to get your trigger? They, they have to deal combat damage. Exactly. So right. that's why unblockables. Yes. Yeah, so most of this deck is designed around just getting these guys through. 
So ninjas, what are good ninjas? So are all ninjas good ninjas, or do you have like a, a catalog of ones that you would recommend over others? So I think the best ninja, I think my favorite ninja is just the uh, Sakashima student, just because it's anything you want it to be. Mm. And then it counts as a ninja. Is it a ninja in addition to its other types, though? When yes, it, it becomes okay. a ninja in, in addition to its other types. I like that one. I think, um, God, what is it? Ink Eyes Servant Oni. Oh, yeah. So four and two black, ninjutsu for three and two black. Whenever Ink Eyes Servant of Oni deals combat damage to a player, you may put target creature card from that player's graveyard into play under your control. Uh, yeah. Colorless and a black regenerate Ink Eyes. So she's harder to kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what her, is your power and toughness? It's a 5 4. So she hits pretty hard and reanimates a creature out of somebody's yard. Exactly. So her. Is it the person you hit's yard or any? Uh, let me read that. So put target creature from that player's okay. graveyard. So, yeah. Specifically who you wanted to go through. So those three Ink Eyes, Silent Blade Oni, um, and Sakashima Student, I think are just going to be one of the best ones. They're the top end. Yeah, they're like, they're the top end. And then there's some more like, um, there's some more conditional stuff like Throat Slitter is a four and four and a black, Ninjutsu two and a black. Whenever Throat Slitter deals combat damage to a player, destroy target non-black creature that player controls. So two a Doom Blade. So a Doom okay. Blade. Plus um, it's a rat, dude. Honestly, as we start going- into rats. Yeah, I am, yeah. dude. I like, I want, I want a rat commander that's not Marinar. Just Rats? straight up. Rat is a pretty cool tribe. Pretty yeah, Rat is a pretty cool tribe. Um, honestly, though, as I start going down more and more ninjas, they they just become pretty lackluster. Uh, what I cared more about in this deck was Eureka's effect that she cares about ninjas connecting, not necessarily the individual ninjas' combat triggers. Just okay. kind of Eureka uh, giving me the card you value advantage. her ninja trigger over just whatever they're glued to, other than those three. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so exactly. So I put all three of the kind of hack enchantments. So I'll give you an idea. So Xenograph, four and a blue. As Xenograph enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Each creature you control is the chosen type in addition to its other types. So that's where the hack ball comes from. You're, you're literally yeah. hacking the text of all of your cards to say they're also ninjas. Sick. So now, you know, you're Invisible Stalker. That thing is getting through. It's hexproof. Human Rogue and Human Rogue Ninja. Yeah, <laughs> Human Rogue Ninja. That and seems to go well together. They're, they're all giving me uh, Eureka triggers now, which is, what I, which is what I value the most out of this deck. It's the card advantage, and it's hitting everybody. Mm. Yeah. What are some other abilities that do that? There's, a blue, there's another blue one, isn't there? That changed the typing? Oh, yes. So Arcane Adaptation. Yes. So yeah, that's the same yes. thing. Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. And the third one, well, they I think are in your hand too, right? Or does that even matter? I think it's your whole deck. So creatures you control are the chosen type in addition to their other types. The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. So ninjas. So even the creatures in your graveyard become ninjas. Yeah. So you can. If you it's, get to so be you a can ninja. Use tribal. You get to be a ninja. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets to be a ninja. Right. It, it's just like the all inclusive tribe. So it's 1993. Yeah. <laughs> and then Conspiracy the last Dude, it one. was ninjas. We were pretty deep, man. No, I'm, yeah, for sure. Like there was Donatello, uh, Michelangelo, Tum Tum, Rocky, <laughs> Scorpion and Sub-Zero, <laughs> Snake Eyes and the, the, his jerk brother, whatever his name, Storm Wind or whatever. What's the, what's the bad one that's in all white? There was ninjas. Remember. 
Yeah, dude, there was ninjas. Yeah, it was a fucking ninja Tommy, ninja Jason, epidemic. and Billy. They were ninjas too. Yeah. Too. Wait, were they? Were the Power Rangers ninjas? They weren't ninjas. They were ninjas. Do you think? Do you think? I think they had a specific dude, like, one that was ninjas. I don't think they were ninjas. They weren't ninjas. Okay. Yeah, I take that back. I take that back. I okay. mean, sorry. Continue. The show's Japanese AF. But. <laughs> true. <laughs> Green Ninja. Green Green Ranger. He's the best. It's true. Yeah, he that's... the one that had the flute. Yeah, like his his. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the flute. It sounded like a synthesizer, but it sounded like a like if you if you think about the layers of ridiculousness of that flute, it's it's crazy. It's a dagger. It's a dagger. It's supposed to be a flute, but it sounds like a trumpet that sounds like it's on a synthesizer. It's fucking deep. It's hard. It's it'll keep you up at night thinking about it. Sorry. And then you Whoever find did the music probably had a fucking Captain blast. Yeah. Thing. And it's like, I don't know why that these men do Yeah, it's like. it, it's hard, man. <laughs> a dagger that's a flute that sounds like a trumpet, but it's clearly been do, being done through a synthesizer. <laughs> oh fuck! Now, now that we've kind of established like our turn one, turn two, turn three, okay. Uh, the rest of it was the payoff. Okay, so I'm drawing cards and and burning. it's doing it, and we're burning based and off burning. CMC. Yeah, like fucking burn. I think someone. On our pre-con box night, they did a what was it? The skull storm. Yeah. So that's nine CMC. Whoa. Like like turn two. I think I think what's crazy about this is usually the damage equates to how much mana you're putting into it. Yeah. But what's cool about Eureka is that she actually doesn't give a shit how much you've invested. It just what happens to be on the top of your deck. Yeah. So for two mana turn two, I I can knock someone for for like nine damage if it's a skull storm or even like a treasure cruise. So. Here's yeah. something I struggled with, and, and I see it in a lot of people's lists, is something clever you can do is use split cards because it'll, it'll oh, yeah. account for the entire CMC, but uh. you, don't, you don't have to do all of it. So let me give you an example one. So commit to memory, right? So in total, it's three in blue for the commit side, um, four and two blue for memory side. So what, that's, that's going to be? That's 10. Damn. 10, but really you could be using commit for four, which is an instant put target spell or non-line permanent into its owner's library second from the top. So actually not a, that's not, it's two and a blue. It's actually useful. It's three and a blue. Three and a so blue. that's cool because you can set yourself up for another huge burn for Eureka, and you only need two ninjas to actually get it off right then. Oh yeah, you can do it to yourself. Yeah, and that one's an instant. And then memory is yeah. aftermath. Uh, cast this spell only from your graveyard, then exile it. Each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into his or her library, then draws seven cards. So hmm. that one's probably one of the cooler ones out of the split cards. Um, something that I was afraid of is just drawing a split card that I didn't think would be um, as useful in my hand. So mm -hmm. here's, here's one that, to give an example, Spite and Malice. So this is just a really heavy uh, counter spell. So it's three in colorless and a blue to counter target non-creature spell. So it's four okay. that I have to leave up, and it's conditional. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like a, a shittier negate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Twice malice. The malice part is three and a black. Destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. So a really expensive doom blade. See this. This is cute. Like you get eight CMC, but I was scared to actually have this thing in my hand when I could have more useful answers. Right. Sure. Because even if I have just three ninjas, the other thing is you're being a tyrant with the life totals, right? Exactly. Like if you reveal this and hit everybody for what is that? The accumulation of that one? That was eight. That's eight. That would have been eight. People aren't going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a big hit. That's the thing about stuff like this is that everybody feels justified in coming after you. 
like it's Nick weird Kinsler. how long a painful quandary can go and people aren't attacking you over a painful quandary but when it, you it, do it's stuff like, like this it's <laughs> everybody loses their fucking mind yeah. because you we've all lost we all lost six life it's like vile smasher you always play it off like hey, I, didn't, I didn't do the fucking damage dude see vile smashers <laughs> yeah everyone dilute it's a classic like gambling problem you yeah. know what I mean they delude themselves it's a gamma strap it's like well it's gonna that. it's gonna hit you know Kyle the next but every time so it doesn't no, hit no, you no, you're forgetting something in this play group vile smasher only hits Brad yeah he is <laughs> like always, you need to worry about Vile Smasher after Brad's yeah, dead. He kept he kept rolling low. This this is when we knew it was like his fucking card. We, he kept rolling low off my Vile Smasher, and I, he's like, "Let's just do high. Just just let's switch it to high." And I'm like, "All right, whoever rolls highest takes the damage." He rolled a fucking twenty. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I fucking hate this goblin, man," <laughs> but I love her. Yeah, I, feel, I don't know. You're right. It feels like that painful quandary. But with this, where there's just absolutely no other way of articulating when it, you but this, this guy's a we fucking were on problem. Your ass over nothing. Like, yeah, over nothing. You would deal like yeah, maybe four damage. I, had, I think I had two ninjas, but the point is, like, no one could do anything about it, though. They're both unblockable. Yeah. I had Teferi's veil out. Yeah, they knew. I think it that was, was enough for sure. people to be like, I just. This guy's a problem for fucking everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, that, and that and, could be why. Is the way you've set up this deck, it's, it's difficult to stop you from getting in yeah and it feels I, like I feels, that it feels like nakuser you know like there's there's no way to talk your way out of it and and it also <laughs> a weird position to so be embrace in, it yeah so just embrace also it. a weird position to be in as an aggro player is like kind of targeting well personally for me like i feel bad swinging for 20 if the person isn't really pulling ahead but they're just kind of open sure but with this it's like oh yeah dude everyone's gonna love me for this you know like it makes <laughs> you feel like a hero instead um but yeah, so something that I did have to deal with is that like there's a lot of targets on my head. So I actually did have to ramp up a lot of the uh counter spell and removal that I would normally have. Okay. Cuz one like say there's a propaganda out, right? Or like a ghostly prison. I I can't do anything about that. Like yeah. I, I can't afford the two mana and I don't have really enchantment removal and demir. Yeah, so, like the, the removal for that is a counter spell. Yeah, I'll have to catch it to as it's coming down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like those are the things that I had to prepare for. So there's, I think there's like seven counter spells, something like that. I normally only run like three. You're running seven? Yeah, like seven counter spells. It's like my answer for, you know, <laughs> I don't have any other answer for pillow. I guess I can, you know, latch onto one guy and just let the strange damage do it. But if, you know, there seven is, is a lot. Yeah, seven so I have I have seven right now. I I might nuke it down. Uh, another thing that's happening with this deck list as well is uh, we're kind of doing the budget league, so we're doing you know everything's under five dollars, <laughs> besides Eureka herself. That's budget for us. Yeah, that's budget for us. <laughs> um, something that you do get to start to mess with, but it's definitely the what is it the non budget acquisitions? Yes, is is the top deck manipulation portion of it. So I'll, I'll give you an idea, right? We kind of oh. talked about things are getting through and big damage is happening uh, if we set it up right. So if we can make that consistent with, let me pull, what's the most nuttiest one? It's the fucking scroll rack. Yeah. So scroll rack, like I said, it's it's sixty dollars. Repeating right? it up. Yeah, it's it's sixty dollars right now. It's two colorless. So one and tap. Choose any number of cards cards in your hand and set those cards aside. Put an equal number of those cards from the top of your library into your hand. Then put the card set aside in this way on the top of your library in any order. So, so if you I, could sort the next few triggers with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. To make sure you're squeezing the most damage out. I right. Don't, I don't... I keep fucking going after this, and I'm sorry, but... 
that card uh, that card was already expensive prior to this deck coming out yeah but it's shot up like 15 20 bucks since has it yeah well, i'm pretty sure it was in like the mid 30s when we were doing the review fuck you really yeah it's it's super Where sensei's at so that so so specific too, maybe it was before the re- right before the v- review because i did vivictus okay that's that deck tech and yeah, it's top deck and there's there's top deck manipulation that you want to do there and i remember looking at scroll rack and thinking it was in the 30s somewhere God, we gotta now start it's getting now like 60 a, bucks mm, and since it's divine like a ticker is a uh, 25 you know get like a huge big screen in a, in and a i bought one of those for just like, like a 15. ticker of the card prices as they fucking go up and down so we can watch them every day it's yeah. nuts Cause yeah, what's this t- top back up to? It's twenty five bucks now. So see, that's they what, banned $10. it. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if then when they banned it out of Legacy, it did a lot. But yeah, of course, it's climbing back up. I don't. I mean, I'd rather focus on your deck, but I just, it, I, I don't know. Stuff like that just keeps coming up to me where I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Scroll yeah, it's around. getting hard to keep up with. I mean, luckily with the Eureka deck, you can pull it off. I'm kind of noticing these these really expensive cards. I, I'm I'm pretty okay with not having because it's more so about just setting up more consistency of your strategy. Sure. They're, where they're not always necessarily essential. Yeah, like I can do a brainstorm. Mystical Crystal Tutor is like eight bucks. I have Crystal Ball in here. Like, you know, but it's not the most efficient way to do it. Sure. You know, like the way my Reverse decks are designed, it. I actually don't run tutors. I like to have it to where it's just a bunch of effective draw. reprints of kind of the same kind of strategies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just hope I draw into that. I dig that. You know, but that's definitely the non-budget acquisition of the Eureka list. Um, I know a lot of, I think the competitive list is kind of centered around like Doomsday. a Doomsday Nexus of Fate combo oh. to where you're pretty much setting up, you know, infinite turns and you're burning for seven every time with the Nexus of Fate draw. That's fucking. So there's some, cr- cool. there's some fucking What's crazy ways you can do right this. Now? It doesn't even have the fucking price on here. Wasn't it? It's the buy a box promo, yeah, it's, right? Yeah, it's buy the a buy a box, box promo. promo. And everybody's up in arms ever. about that shit. Such a good idea. Yeah, the first one was Boros, right? That was, or the, the fucking it's Boros bucks. Legends, and it's like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Jesus. $35. That card's going to be nuts. That Nexus of Fate. Yeah. In like a year or two, even, it's going to be pretty bad. Should, should we buy one? Do it. Let's invest. We, yeah, honestly, <laughs> get a place out of it. Sorry, pulling our money to make a cube. Put in <laughs> our cube. That's pretty cool. How do you feel about how it performs, though? You played it once. Uh, it's hard. I think I've had an interesting uh experience getting acclimated to Commander because I started with Kaintai Group Hug. That's my very exposure to Commander Knight, mm-hmm. to where no one ever wants to attack me. Pretty yeah. much, you know? Pretty, yeah. So so I got accustomed to that, where I just kind of lay low, I don't draw hate, people are drawing cards, and they're having a good time. Um, and then I start messing <laughs> with these... They're having a good time. Yeah, they're having a good time. Everybody, yeah. you know... Yeah, they're seeing games. more of their decks. This is fucking cool! Yeah, I just, I'm like the good guy. And Dex then I, I start slowly building these decks that are for sure arch enemy on the board. Like I built Nakuser. Oh, yeah. Built yeah. Alicia. Alicia's... And then, oh, yeah. and then now Eureka, and it's... It's hard. It's hard in a play group where three other people for fucking sure should be dealing with you. And especially in Eureka, it's not like it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Then they make the decision. They know it's happening turn two that you're the guy they should probably get rid of. Yeah. So I think that's hard to navigate, but I think this is kind of the deck to do it because it goes off fucking fast. 
it's it's pretty consistent. Like like I said, there's ten one drops that are getting me that turn, and they're always getting me the unblockable uh, Eureka trigger, and it's and it's card draw. So so I actually really like this deck. I th I think for sure you put yourself on a clock as soon as you just bring out your deck. <laughs> you know, like you're on the clock. I mean, if you can move sure. fast enough, what difference is it going to make? Like, yeah, you're not going to win at forty health. Yeah, but if you can move faster than everyone, because everyone's looking to develop mana rocks at this point, like oh yeah, yeah blockable exactly. really isn't unless you have yeah, like a lot of mana dorks or something. Like these are not phases people are resolving. Yeah, there's a lot of things. a lot of people I, that are going to have things like, they won't block with, right? Or that they or they just don't have creatures. Yeah, and and even without these huge CMC spells, if I had two ninjas attacking, and it drew me a soul ring and a signet, well, for one, I just drew two cards. And for two, it's still four fucking damage to everybody. Three, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or or three, yeah. It's still three damage to everybody. And that's... Which Nikusur, you know? You, that's Nikusur enough you want. to piss everybody off. Yeah, it's enough Can to piss everybody off. Can you believe this? Holy like, this asshole. Uh, somebody lands Oppression and everyone's just kind of annoyed, even though Oppression has deleted half your deck. You will, would ca you will not cast half your deck. Right. Unless you've got some strategy but, but to work I did, around it. But I did fucking three damage. But so you do three damage and everyone loses their shit. <laughs> but what the... Yeah, it's true, dude. I I can't explain it. It's kind it's kind of like it. it's kind of like uh, that movie Pleasantville, where like everything's black and so white, crazy starts turning, starts getting colored. Like you're the person that's bringing color yeah, into because everybody's lives, fucking and nobody likes it. Really? It's because everybody's fucking. So it's I like think, yeah. it's like this weird TV show that takes place in the fifties, and uh, Spider Man goes in there. And yeah, like, Toby Maguire. Yeah, he gets he gets inside the the show, and it's got uh Harry in it from Dumb and Dumber, and he's like just some dude, and they're like, yeah, we don't fuck here, and then he like bangs a girl or some shit, and all of a sudden everything starts coming to life with color. Yeah, like his mom starts like playing with herself, and like a tree catches fire. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she, yeah, she's she's fucking, yeah, she's jilling off, and like a tree explodes. And dude, it has it has to be that. How does this relate to what oppression? What I'm saying is he's the one that's disrupting our like perfectly calm black and white lives oh. and, and bringing color and setting trees on fire. It's, it's true. It. No, I, I think what it is, I think it's that. Like, I think I think the biggest point of that is that people didn't have a say in that in that scenario. Like, right. People didn't have a say that things are getting color. But if you can say like, hey, pick one color, but it's fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, red, you know, like. They're not as this like, is the strangest, strangest <laughs> freaking like. This is what know, happens when you talk to me. I make weird metaphors. Here's like, happen. Be pleasant, like, here's what. Here's <laughs> so remember, and you're send, just going with it. Remember, send triplets. Yeah, I it's probably the closest triplets. to the ground I can get this. You know, analogy. It's yeah. It's that when that fucking stuffy doll and the the mountain got played. If if it was an, <laughs> if, if if Brad chose to discard those from an oppression. You'd be like, yeah, I guess I don't fucking need these right now. But the fact but it was he the had point no that it was choice. Cameron that did it. It's and the point Cameron that it wasn't him, him making the decision. So it's kind of like Eureka. Like no one's choosing to lose fucking four life. <laughs> I've never seen anybody get more angry. I don't know. It was a fun. I don't know, dude. It was humorous. That I was, was having was... a blast that night. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. He was know. so pissed. No, it's just one of those moments where like nobody knows how to react. Like. <laughs> and then Cameron tried to contact just like dude it's a stuffy doll he's like yeah it's a fucking stuffy doll read the text it's, dude it's my fucking stuffy yeah, like, <laughs> you don't know what I had planned you know I mean he's right it's a strong card yeah, it's, it's true the pleasant oh my god analogy. It's just, no it's one can crazy. choose what color everything's gonna <laughs> fucking yeah <laughs> 
to me, I think with when effects like this, like you know, uh, impact tremors, perforos, your thing, I think it's the one thing everybody has in common. So when I discard a card from oppression, like I might have a plan to to loop that or exploit it even in some sure. in some commander cases. But my life total is something that everybody shares is a, is a life total. Strategies like yeah, we're rarely sharing the same strategy. Or we're both wanting the same outcome from the I mean not outcome but but pathway to the end of the game. Yeah. You know, the outcome is obviously we all want to win, but we all lose the same ways that we're losing the life. So that's why effects like that, like so we're gonna do our politics episode and I I actually have a whole subsection of cards that just like you're asking for it. You know, like you when you play these cards, like you're just asking for it, regardless of what they're doing. Sure. That's my big comparison. Like I've in, in my experience, and this might just be the group that we're playing with because this is just subjective, but uh painful quandary and oppression pull less fucking focus than shit like that. And they do way more fucking damage too. Oh yeah. Or way to, more to your strategy. To your yeah. ability to win, to everything. Yeah. And yeah. like spell shock, I think, is another one where it adds up. It it adds up and like for some odd reason, like it just goes under the radar. Yeah. People, people don't deal with spell shock for long periods of time. If you put like a life counter on it and like kept track of how much damage it's doing, it, it would, <laughs> we should do that. We really put a should. dice on it. Started, What's that? Well, I'm just going to track. How I much started doing that with smasher. I did like 80 damage or something like that. Yeah. Like the there was a, there was a game where it was you a did lot. pretty much yeah. all the work with just Smasher. It was a lot. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah. tribal ninja, tribal zombie. Those are cool decks. Yeah, it's a tribal episode. It's actually C 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is, right? Yeah. Like, cool. Are we just going to uh, close with awkward silence looking at each other? It's the best we're going to get. I mean, it's not. We, it can be intimate. Group hug. Group hug. Wish again. Dex's is scam. <laughs> Oh man, ninjas, zombies, what is this? It's like a Hot Topic collapsed in on its own geek chic merchandise and then went nerd bankrupt. Anyway, thanks again AP for stopping by and sharing with us your compulsion for mana curves. Hope you enjoyed your stay, buddy. Music this episode is by The Totally Radical Home. The intro song is Resonance from his album Odyssey. The song you're hearing now is from the same album. It's called New Machines. You gotta check out his music for yourself. He really is an amazing talent. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the decks we covered from the Commander 2018 product. Uh, oh, and I gotta say, the audio on this episode was a challenge. If you couldn't tell, Kyle sounded like the incidental chorus from one of Muse's earlier albums. Uh, yeah, I gotta blame the old mic on that and promise it won't happen again. Anyway, thanks again for listening. It means the world to us. We'll see you again.